What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to My Social Life. This is the podcast where you can hear the real stories behind the people on social media. I'm your host, Jacob Kelly. As always, today's podcast is powered by TrueFan. And today is the Takeaways episode. And if you're new here, what a Takeaways episode is, is where I sit down and I talk to you about the most recent podcast episode of the weekend today. We're discussing my conversation with Thaddeus Young. Now, if you haven't had a chance to listen to the full podcast yet, no worries. Thaddeus is a forward for the Chicago Bulls in the NBA. He's a 14-year NBA veteran. But on the podcast, we didn't actually talk a ton about his NBA career. We actually talked about his business career. And so Thaddeus is also the founder of Reform Ventures, which is a private investment fund that evaluates and provides value-added investments in early growth and late-stage companies. And some of these companies that Thaddeus has invested in include DraftKings, Pinterest, SpaceX, Airbnb, Lyft, Rent the Runway, Wish, Coinbase. Based, true fan overtime, the Brisbane Bullets, Epic Games, and more. And on top of that, he also has an expansive real estate portfolio as well. So Thaddeus has done a ton of investing. And you know, we only had 45 minutes with Thaddeus, which, like, granted for this podcast, isn't is a shorter episode. But when you consider the fact that we recorded this episode in season for Thaddeus, he literally so we recorded on a Monday evening. He played Sunday night and was playing again Tuesday. He literally had one day off between games and he was willing to give me what ended up being about an hour of his time, kind of total time in for the podcast um, on an off day. And so I just wanted to give a huge shout to Thaddeus for making the time in his schedule. Like we talked about tons of stuff going on in the business front. He's also an athlete. He's a very family is important to him as well, which I wish we'd gotten the chance to talk about his, his family on the podcast, but we just ran out of time. But um, I want to give him a huge, huge thank you to Thaddeus for, for carving that time out of his schedule uh, to come, to come chat with me about, uh, about some of his investments for, for about 40, 45 minutes. So let's run through some of my, my takeaways from my conversation with Thaddeus. And so the first takeaway that I had was the fact that he has a strict investment criteria that he's developed and follows when it comes to investing. So they've developed this, like, this criteria and strategy. And when they're listening to investors, they're looking for them to tick all the boxes of their criteria. And if these invest, if these companies, if these startups that, that or whoever they are that they're getting these pitches from, if they don't match all of the criteria for what they're looking for they don't invest and granted and Thaddeus even talked about later on in the podcast so we kind of talked about this criteria earlier on but later on in the podcast Thaddeus was saying how there have been some great deals he's missed out on because they don't match the criteria that he's looking for so he said like there's been some really sexy deals that everyone's trying to get in on that they've passed on because it doesn't match their criteria and I think that's an important thing to note is that as an investor, it's very good to, I mean, Grant, so before we kind of dive into my my point here, two things. One, none of this is investment advice. At the furthest thing from it, um, you can treat this as for educational or entertainment, entertainment purposes only. Two, I don't actually know what I'm talking about. I'm not an investor. So you have to take what I'm about to say with a grain of salt. This is my perspective. This is my personal takeaway from the conversation. That's what you have to remember. If you disagree with what I'm saying, please message me because I'm always looking to learn. Part of the reason why I like doing these takeaways and throwing these opinions and kind of my interpretation of my conversations out there is to see if other people got the same thing or if they interpreted it differently. And I'd love to have a dialogue about that. I use these, these takeaways as one, a bonus content episode, bonus podcast for you to listen to every week. But it's also a way for me to kind of learn in public and throw my learnings out there to the world and to get some feedback. So if what I'm about to say doesn't make sense, or if you disagree, please message me. 
I'd love to chat about it. I'd love to learn. That's what this podcast is helping. One of the reasons I do the podcast is it helps me learn. And so you can find me everywhere social media at the Jacob Kelly. Twitter and Instagram is probably going to be the best spot. My DMs are open. Feel free to slide in there and have a conversation with me about investing, about some of these takeaways that I'm about to have. Whether I'm right or wrong, I'd love to chat. But so my kind of takeaway, my interpretation of this when it comes to his investment criteria is the fact that as an investor, it's important to have that criteria. And because that criteria allows you to filter in and out of deals that might not necessarily be best for you. And it keeps you kind of investing in companies where you have that expertise, right? Like in Daddy's case, they try to stick to to tech companies, right? So if companies in different industries are coming in, they might be great offers, but they're going to pass them because it's not within the industry that they're comfortable in and they have expertise. Not saying that they can identify opportunities in other industries, but they're their home court advantage for a basketball reference is with tech. And so they try to stick to tech and they have a bunch of other criteria that they follow to ensure that where they're investing is the best, an investment where they're where they're putting their money in the best place that they can. You know, some of the other criteria is making sure that they're adding value, which we're going to talk about in a sec. But so there's all these different criteria that they follow. And ha- what this kind of reminded me of a little bit is, I don't know if any, if you've read the book Essentialism by Greg McCown. And one thing about him is, is if you can kind of set what's important to you, what's essential to you, then it allows you to, it, it's making one decision that make a ton of other decisions easier for you, right? So for example, and let's just use me as an example. Say I decided to commit fully to screenwriting because that's what I'm doing on the side right now. Or we'll say we'll say I commit fully to this podcast. If I dive in and I'm, I just want to do this podcast and I decide nothing else matters but this podcast, this is essential. I want this to be my business and anything else. So if I decide podcast is my number one, anything that comes in, any opportunities, any any things that are of interest, anything that comes in bound to me that doesn't directly attribute to my goal of growing this podcast and making this podcast my number one is an automatic no, because I've made the decision that podcast is my priority. I want to grow the podcast. The podcast is my, so what's essential to me right now. That's the decision I'm making. And then all future decisions are easy. Does it, does it benefit the podcast? Does it not benefit the podcast? If it benefits the podcast, it's an automatic yes. If it doesn't benefit the podcast, it's an automatic no. It's making one decision that will benefit, that will make the rest of my decisions easy. I don't have to spend a lot of time on future decisions because I've already made one big decision as it comes to making the podcast my priority in the past so that all future decisions become easier. That's kind of what they're doing with their investment strategy. They've set their criteria. They've made up their mind of what they're looking for in each company, what industries, all these everything. They have their checklist. And if a company doesn't match that checklist, it's an automatic no. And they follow. And that takes a level of discipline, of course, because like that he said, there's gonna, they were, there was those sexy deals, those great deals that everyone wanted, and they passed on because it didn't meet their criteria. And it's not always easy to do when you're looking at a great opportunity that not that will take you a little bit off of your north star. It's hard to say no to that. It's easy to get distracted and get caught up in what everyone else is doing. But if you have your criteria and you stick to your criteria, it can allow you to again to stick to your home court advantage to play to your strengths to play within the industry that they know and so it's important for you as an investor to have that criteria what are you looking for what is your expertise where are you comfortable where can you have educated conversations around right like cuz especially with the, in the case of daddies they've been in tech for so long now they can probably have ask more questions from based off previous experience that they couldn't ask in different industries because they have the experience. So it's important one as an investor to have this criteria in the companies that you're you're listening to pitches from that you're considering investing in. And kind of on the personal side too, it's important to to set personal criteria, right? Because the same way that you could get as an as a 
investor. You can get opportunities to invest in companies that don't necessarily align with your mission or with your North Star. As a human being, that's going to happen as well. You're going to get opportunities. Things are going to come your way that don't, that aren't, that aren't in alignment with your purpose, with your mission. And so you also, as a human being, should have a form of investment criteria, not investment of your money, but invest investment of your time. Because that's what you're doing as a person. Everything you're doing, you're investing your time. And time is a non-renewable resource. Your money, you can renew that resource. Your time, you can't. So as a human being, it's also important for you to develop an investment criteria of your time and figure out where you should and shouldn't be allocating that precious resource. What is your personal investment criteria, your time investment criteria? Develop that. And then when opportunities come your way, of different things you can do, different ways you can allocate your time. If it doesn't align with your mission, then it's an automatic no. And it's, a, it's again, it's not an easy thing to do, but it's an important thing to try and accomplish. Now for the next takeaway, if we look beyond just his criteria and we look at the types of companies that he looks at in terms of company stage, they invest in three stages. They invest in early stage, growth stage, and late stage. And I was assuming, and the reason they do this is kind of to make their investment strategy a little bit, a little bit safe, more reliable. We'll say, but at the end of the day, like no matter what, if you're investing your money in a company, there's obviously going to be some risk attached, but they try to offset that risk with their investment strategy. So what they do at Reform Ventures is they invest in late stage companies because those are a bit of, those are safer bets, right? Again, it could could return zero. That's possible. But if it's a company that's had success and looks like they're going to continue to have success, there's a higher likelihood you're going to get some return with a later stage company. Now, granted, that return is going to be smaller than if you're going with an early stage or a growth stage. So the returns aren't going to be as great, but there's more likely you're going to see a return. And so what they do at Reform Ventures is they invest money in these late stage companies to get two, three X return on their investment. And then once they have that return, they use that money that's come back now, the the return they've got from their late stage companies, and they use that to invest into the higher risk companies. So the early stage and the growth stage companies. And what that is, how that explains is like, it's kind of like playing with with house money, right? So we'll say like, for example, let's say they put $25,000 into a late stage company. This is just, I'm making these numbers up on the spot. So don't write these down. This is just for, for this example, $25,000 into a late stage company that then let's say it returns three X. So they put in 25 K, they have 75 K as their return. And so what they do with that 75 K is they'll split it into 50 K and 25 K and they'll pocket the 25 K, which is what their original investment in that late stage company was. So their bottom line there with the money in their pocket has not changed, right? They started with 25 K in their pocket. They invest the 25 K and they put 25 K right back. So the money in their pocket hasn't changed. They still have 25 K. Now they have this extra 50 K left over that they didn't have before. And so that he says it's like house money. So they take that 50K and they invest it in early stage and growth companies, which are higher risk, but they do have, when it's higher risk, there's a higher return if it pays off. Um, and so they invest that 50K into these different higher risk companies. But if it does go to zero, which is a higher likelihood with these higher risk companies, that's okay because the money in their pocket hasn't changed. It's still the 25K they started out with. So they are able to invest in those later stage companies to get a couple multiple return. And then they use the leftover money to invest in the higher risk companies. So they're offsetting their risk with their investment strategy. And now if you're an investor, you listen to this, you go, so yeah, that makes sense. And it does make sense. But it's something that I thought was interesting. I thought it was a great investment strategy. But I often hear that like when it comes to investing, I often think this is just super risky. You know, you hear of people just 
trying to hit those lottery tickets and they're, they just try and fan out their investments as wide, invest as many companies as they can to try and offset the costs of all their failures, which is something you can do. But with that, he says, they try to get ahead of that. They don't try to, they don't invest just into a ton of different early stage companies to hope one of them hits to cover the rest. They try to cover the rest up front. And again, maybe that is something that all investors try to do. And I'm just not in that community. I'm not an investor myself, so I don't know that. But from an outsider's perspective, how it's been presented is to just invest in as many early stage companies as possible to try and hit that lottery ticket to cover the expenses. Thaddeus is one of the first people I've spoken to personally that talks about it in the opposite sense, where they try to cover their expenses first and then just play with the house money. And so I really like that investment strategy. It makes investing seem less risky than it is. Um, I mean, again, it's still risky. No matter what you do, you're going to be taking on some, some risk. And this podcast, again, I would like to emphasize, this is not investment advice. This is entertainment and educational purposes only. Um, and if you think my ramblings here could potentially be, um, in the advice, I no, it's just not. I just really want to make sure that is clear that this, uh, this is definitely not investment advice, but I just thought it was interesting. Their approach to, to investing in how they try to offset as much risk as possible with those with those safer bets in late stage companies. My last takeaway here, we only have a couple for today's podcast, but my last takeaway from my conversation with Thaddeus is the importance of the people around you. And I asked Thaddeus, why, why do NBA players lead, seem to lead? Again, this is just my perspective, my opinion, but why does it appear to be that NBA players lead amongst other all other pro athletes when it comes to investing? You know, like I don't hear about a lot of NHL players investing in Silicon Valley tech startups, right? I hear about NBA players doing it though. I've heard about some NFL players doing it. I've heard of NFL players investing in Bitcoin, but you don't hear, but I feel like you hear more about it when it comes to NBA players and their investment strategies and their portfolios are increasing more than any other sport. And I asked that is why that is. And he says a big reason for it, at least kind of in his perspective, was that it's the teams that are being built around the NBA players now. He said back in the day when you would, when guys would make it into the league, they would just put like their friends that they grew up with or their family, and they would assign them like roles or titles and pay them money because they do that role, but not actually do any work. So they're just paying them to have that title essentially. And they're just trying to support the people that came up with them, which is understandable. You know, that's a respectable thing to do. But now guys are understanding that they, they need more. That it's it's better to have a, a team around you. You know, it's instead of just giving your sister a title to actually hire a business development person for you or a marketing person. And so what they're doing is players are getting teams built around them that are allowing them to grow their brand and build their empire. And that's what Thaddeus has done. Thaddeus has established a great team around him, which has helped him identify some great investments. And it's not just the team, right? Like Thaddeus the team will bring kind of the short list to Thaddeus and Thaddeus will then review them and go through it. So it's not like he's hired these people to just operate for him. They're operating with him. And so they're building team. What athletes are doing is they're building teams around them. And what, what that kind of, where that kind of lands with me is the old adage or not. I don't know if it's an old adage. I don't know if that's the right way, but it's the same that you're, you're the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. You're a product of the five people you spend the most time with. And that's important. Who you surround yourself with is important. And it's important, of course, like in the context of an NBA player, a 19-year-old kid who's just signed a contract for millions of dollars, endorsements are coming in for hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars. It's important to surround yourself with the group of people who are going to help you manage that properly. And again, Daddy said too, off his first contract, he just saved as much of it as he possibly could, um, which is super smart. Um, but it's important to have those people around you who can help you 
take advantage of the situation that you're in, help you make the most of the situation that you're in. You know, Thaddeus is a team now that's helping him with his investments, helping him with his marketing, helping him with everything. He's a team in place around him. But that also applies to you. You know, we can extrapolate, similar to the first takeaway, we can extrapolate this beyond just investments. And it's important for you to have people around you to help you make the most out of the situation that you're in. You know, I've been studying, if you've listened to these podcasts the last couple months, I've talked about how on the side, I've been studying film a little bit and been writing some screenplays, just as something I wanted to do as a kid growing up. And so I'm finally letting myself pursue that on the side. Um, but one thing I was doing is I, as I've been going through directors and studying different directors, and I was recently studying Quentin Tarantino. And one thing that he said was he, he, before being big, he kind of hung around with the same group of like, he, he said like he was a loser and hung with other loser friends. And they were all kind of holding each other back and dragging each other down. And he said like, it may be great to be a big fish. And he's like, it's, there's no point in being a big fish in a puddle, right? It's better to be a small fish in a big pond than a big fish in a puddle. Right. And he said, like, I think it was Quentin Tarantino as well, or someone else. I can't remember who, but they were saying how I think it was Quentin, where you might be able to if with your friends, say you're all runners. And if you all run the hundred meter dash, you could come in first every single time versus if you run with a bunch of people who are faster than you, you might come in last every single time, but your time is going to be better. And it's all about the people you surround yourself with. And I know what I'm saying isn't new knowledge. I know everything. I know you listening to this right now have probably heard this before, but I think it's an important thing to reiterate. It's the people around you that make a huge impact on your life. And so make sure you're surrounding yourself with people who are going to make you better. But I want to thank you so much for taking time to listen to this podcast. But even the entire way through, I only listen to bits and pieces. I really appreciate you taking time to check this out. If you enjoyed this takeaways, if you enjoyed me sitting down here and one taking this, just these these rants and ramblings of of Jacob Kelly, please consider leaving us a positive rating and review. Also, consider subscribing to the show. I put out brand new interviews every single Monday and a brand new takeaways episode like this is an audio exclusive where I sit down and break down the most recent podcast episode of the week every single Thursday. As always, today's podcast is powered by TrueFan. Thank you once again for listening, everybody. We'll talk soon.